Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right, what is going on, people? You know that sound. It is the Unfiltered Band meets, yes, another episode of Unfiltered coming your way right here, right now. This officially go down as episode, and thank you, Unfiltered Band, number 175. You can jump on board the Unfiltered Revolution easy, whether we're live like we are here now or not on the live version or otherwise on Twitter at Casey Stern. Jump up in and get on board the Unfiltered Revolution and give me your comments and questions and all sorts of things along the way. It is easy again on Twitter if you're not already there at Casey Stern. You can also get on the YouTube channel, which you'll find in the bio, and give you a chance to jump on board, get all the interviews and the conversations live and in color or after they have happened, all the guests that we've had from the greats like uh, the Dusty Bakers of the world uh, in uh, baseball to uh, folks in hockey, the NBA across the world, you can get to us on the SBR RTS over on the YouTube side. Easy, breezy to do that, so please go ahead and be a part of that. In the meantime, welcome to all of you who will listen and do this in the non-live version as well, where you are on Apple, Spotify, everywhere you get your podcasts. As always, before we get into the baseball, we here at Unfiltered are brought to you by our good friends at Bet Online. Bet Online remains your number one source for your sports betting needs this season. It's everything from pro and college basketball, UFC, MMA, and more. You're always going to get the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. Live betting options, free contests, live scores, any sport, any game imaginable, BetOnline truly is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. It's simple. Head over to the website today. Use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure, though, to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. It's BetOnline.ag. That's BetOnline.ag where the game starts as we get started here and welcome. You could jump into the chat live. You can get in on YouTube or Twitter that way, or get in replies and I'll try and hit them before I get out of here. This will be a shorty, nothing too crazy. Wanted to kind of bounce around a little, uh, a little around the world style here on major league baseball and start with the unfortunate injury with Gavin Lux. You know, look, uh, <laughs> They say, pun intended, health is a luxury in this sport. We always talk about it with pitching. We don't talk about it enough with position players as well, especially when you're looking at the story. And I think about the player and the person in Gavin Lux and I think about the team and the Dodgers two different ways. Number one, for the player and the person, you're gutted. Gavin Lux opportunity. He's been waiting for this his whole life. Finally going to get a chance now to prove he can be an everyday shortstop at this level. Do it for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Elevate off of what we saw in the advancement from him at the plate and in the field last season. And then to have that happen and boom, your season off the bat is gone. That is difficult. I'm sure he'll bounce back. I'm sure he will come back better than ever, but that is not easy. So best to Gavin Lux. For the Dodgers, it is also exponentially more difficult when this happens, when all of a sudden Gavin Lux isn't the luxury he used to be. It isn't the guy that, remember, before a season, this isn't long ago, they just basically decided we don't need you this year because we so darn good. We don't need you this year. We don't get anywhere for you to play. Then we saw him elevate himself to being somebody that they needed, that they could use, that was a help to what they tried to accomplish during the course of the year in regular season, won over 110 games. And then boom, now that spot open for you to go play shortstop and he can't be there to do it. Difficult for him, difficult for the Dodgers as well. Now they're lucky because they got one of the best people in the game. Forget about being one of the best uh, defensive shortstops in Rojas who could fit right in after bringing him back. But now the question is, this isn't, you know, I say your mama's Dodgers. It wasn't that long, but it wasn't your older brother's, older sister's Dodgers. Okay. 
This isn't the Dodgers that are so overwhelmed with talent. And so overwhelming is that gap between them, everybody else there in that National League West. It don't matter whether or not Gavin Lux healthy because they got six more Gavin Luxes to come. Well, guess what? That's when they had Turner and Muncy and all those guys at their highest. And Gavin Lux was still coming and they didn't need him. Now it's different. Now you lost the law firm of Turner and Turner. Both Trey, gone. Philly, Justin, gone. Boston, different things that they add, elements they add, positions they play, versatility they give, and offense they bring, all gone. Now you're in a different world. Yeah, you got Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts. We understand that. But even with this rotation where you're sitting there and you're saying, hey, look, there's a lot to love, but there's a lot of youth. We always talk about for teams like the Mets, for example, there's too much age. Well, you got a lot of youth that you got to rely on for all those innings. And a lot of youth that you got to rely on to be able to step up. That's not easy either, people. And a situation in the bullpen where you're hoping that health and guys in their roles can put you in a better position than what you got in last year, which is where you at times didn't know where you were going to go to get your outs. So for all those things, now look, you know how great a team is, and the Dodgers are a great team, and there aren't many. Look, this have and have nots, people, in this league this year, okay? you got National League. It, it's not rocket science. Somebody trying to sell you something else in Ricky Roman, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. You're going to need a piece of land to understand you got Dodgers, you got Padres, you got Mets, Phillies, Braves. You got somebody in the Central, probably Cardinals. That's about all you've got. You got maybe growth back Giants. You got, I like the Cubs and what they're doing. You got, yeah, okay, the Marlins are going to be a little better. How many wins are they going to get with the three teams above them? I don't know what I got. Craig Council and the Fighting Council is going to be right there. But outside of that, with that top five, that full house and that poker hand, outside of that Mets, Phillies, and Braves, and Giants, or excuse me, Dodgers and Padres, I don't know what the hell I got, really. So now when that gap, not that overwhelming, now when there may not be a gap, now, when it's fair to say the Padres are as talented, maybe more talented than you are, and even though they haven't done it in a regular season, even though they haven't beaten you in a regular season, even though they haven't won that division, won it eight, nine times in a row, that's great. Even though all that's true, they were there when you weren't in the postseason. You went home when they didn't in the postseason. So if they could put you on the back when it matters then it really doesn't matter necessarily that we haven't seen the regular season yet, though this may be the one where the Padres are better suited to go win that National League West and maybe a better team than you and certainly can, I think, stake the claim to being as talented, if not more talented, than you are in L.A. So when all those things are true and you don't have that gap like you used to and it's not as easy as it used to be, well, now all of a sudden you in a spot where losing to Gavin Lux is a way bigger deal. Will we see Mookie Betts play more second base? Chris Taylor already discussing Doc did Dave Roberts yesterday about playing more shortstop, working on the throwing program. Will guys like Profars and some of these others or guys who could be available and expendable on other rosters as depth charts kind of play out in spring training into the year? Will somebody funnel down? I think depth certainly needs to be advanced, but what we need to understand is as good as it look, Rojas, I mean, he a dude. From a leadership standpoint, this guy is, I don't think he is understood just how elite, elite of a clubhouse guy that guy is, in addition to all the smarts he's got on the field and the intelligence for the game and the leadership in the game and the defense on the shortstop side for the game. But this guy, elite, elite in terms of leadership, but he's not bringing you in the offensive side what Lux was going to give you, and you already didn't have it from one Turner, and for all you want to say the other Turner couldn't do it his age, he still was doing, you don't have that either. 
Now, I'm not trying to sit here and tell you the Dodgers are in, are in danger of not making the playoffs, but I already thought they're in danger of not being better than San Diego, and Gavin Lux improving that danger. Curious your take. At Casey Sturd, jump in, whether you're live in color or you're sitting here, Apple, Spotify, everywhere you get your podcast. Love to hear from you there over at the YouTube channel, which you can get in my bio. If you're a Dodger fan, you want you can send it to DM privately. You don't want to tell everybody in places you don't talk about at parties, like they said in A Few Good Men, that you're a little bit afraid. You may be a little bit afraid because that danger now upped. This is not Dodgers waltz in, and the only question is what the hell they're going to do in the playoffs. This is not that year. For L.A. Not that year in the National League. Wes, it's not that year in the National League. Because I don't care what anybody says. Can you make a case the Dodgers are the best team in the National League? Things go right. You could. But we've been saying that for how many years? Well, how many of those years we've been saying this? And I mean it. And so should you. Could you make a case the Dodgers are the third, maybe fourth best team in the National League? You could. How many years are you saying they've been a case for second on paper? And I know it's paper. I get it. But paper still matters. you got to get there, people. People are going to talk about, ah, you know, Mets won 101, but they blew it. They suck, right? Dodgers went over 110. They didn't win it. They suck. End of the day, people, you've got to get there. You've got to be in the dance to win it. we got the NCAA tournament coming. I covered three of those. Guess what? I didn't spend any time talking about the people in the NIT. you got to get in it, right? Well, Dodgers, how many times have you been able to say over these years, you know, they ain't the best team. How many times you said maybe they're not second in the National League? Maybe they're third. Could be fourth. If Bryce Harper was healthy day one, I think you can make a case they're fourth. How many years are you saying that? Doesn't mean they can't be great. Dodger fans going to get on me. But you know deep down, I don't care what the hell you're saying out loud because those Padre fans driving you nuts. But truth is, you're a little bit scared. Truth is, you know... That gap is closed. That gap in the National League West, that gap on the Braves who beat you in a World Series the year before that, that gap on the Mets who, for all people are going to say, they spent too much money, they didn't do this. They won 101 games with barely anything from DeGrom, who everybody was crying is gone, and they added Verlander and Senga, and were better in the bullpen, and probably going to be better in the lineup if Alvarez does anything that he's capable of doing at this age. Now, that doesn't net them a championship either. Phillies, now they don't have Harper off the bat. But they got Turner, and their bullpen way better. Way better. So when you got Atlanta, you got Philly and New York, you got San Diego, if you're a Dodger fan, how, how honestly worried are you? When you're at that level, these are things you get worried about. It's like star players. We get on them, and you know, Aaron Judge got to hit 60 home runs or somebody. Got to, he got to hit at least 50. I don't care what anybody says. Now, by the way, I don't believe this. But you got nut jobs. If he's sitting there. You know, she having a slice of pizza and a beer somewhere in New York, right? Call places like FAN, shout out. And they're they're gonna be saying, well, but well, geez, he don't hit 50, especially now they're paying him all that money, right? He just made 360 million. This dude don't hit 50. You don't have to, you don't gotta break the record, judgy, but you gotta hit 50. Now that's garbage, but that's what happens. When you're at that elite level, those are the expectations. When you're at the elite level of the Dodgers, those are the expectations. You're supposed to win the whole damn show. Well, not gonna be so easy. Haven't been easy for him yet. Not going to be easy now. Your thoughts on the Lux injury? At Casey Stern Twitter, Apple Spotify podcast. You're listening that way. You can get me on the YouTube channel. Up my Twitter as well. Join the Unfiltered Revolution. Get on board. Was the Unfiltered Revolution, if you're joining us late, pretty simple. Whether it's sports or otherwise, I believe 97% of our world is fake. And I like to live in the 3%, whether you like me or hate me. If you'd like to join that 3%, get on the revolution. 
Part of that 3% being honest about things we like, things we don't, and that nothing is black and white, including the pitch clock. And I'll get to clock fight in a second. But this injury, Gavin Lux brought us something else we got to get to. Because we're going to talk a lot about the WBC. We're going to talk a lot about the WBC next week. We're going to talk a lot about the WBC and sit there and act like they're going for a gold medal. And I'm going to be in there diehard diving in just like you. The best of the very best facing the best of the very best. And let's get it on. And I can't wait. And neither can you. And this is all very, very exciting. And it is very, very exciting. It is. But let me ask you a question. And I say this as a diehard of the sport covering it almost 20 years. There are only one guy I know who could probably answer this question without looking. On earth, one. And that, that would be shout out to my guy, J.P. Morosi. Probably one in the whole world. And covering the game during, and I've been at two of the WBCs and covered them daily and I've been around it. And there are only one guy I think who can answer this question. I want you to tell me who won and lost the game in the championship, the finals, whatever you call it, right? Because I don't even know that, do you? But who won that every single time the WBC has come around? Tell me the matchups and tell me who won. There one guy I think who could pull that off, literally on earth. It has not been something that we, as a world that's not just the you and me who are diehard nerds of baseball, but the we that are sports fans that maybe you love your team, right? And I got people in my family, they're all Yankee fans, even though I wear the watch that's got the right logo on it. They're either diehard for their team, right? And I got plenty of these. I got these in my family. I got these in my friends who are diehard Met fans who, like, they don't know. You know, they'll go, you know, we'll play a team, we. The Mets will be playing somebody and some other pitcher that's, you know, Zach Gallon. I'm just throwing out a name, right? First guy I thought of that's, like, real darn good that maybe if you're not a lifer, you don't understand because he's playing in Arizona. And he'll go ahead and, and pitch, and they'll shoot me a text and be like, man, I, I, can't, I can't believe how good this dude is. Can't believe how good this dude is. And they got no idea who he is. Those people don't know about the WBC enough. You got the people who will watch anything that their country is involved in. I will watch synchronized swimming. All right. I, I don't, I, you know, I could swim not very well, and I certainly don't do it in synchronicity or whatever with anybody else. That's symmetrical. Okay. But I'll watch it. I don't even know. I don't even ski. I never really, truth been skiing like down a big hill nope yet i'll watch a mogul like i'm up in it okay doesn't matter because the u.s so it's fine right i'm in it and people like that for canada the dominican republic or for venezuela or for puerto rico i'm not gonna name every country that's in the world you get it etc on down the line all right we thought we that way but you gotta let me know it's there it's funny because I was going to allude to this, and I always go back to this. People have been listening to me on SiriusXM for years or, or follow me wherever since the WBC's happened. But here's Dan who pops in with exactly what I was just going to bring up. And he said in the chat, no clue. It was always on MLB Network while Fox was playing reruns. Now, I'm going to say this, Dan. I only say this when it's real. And there have been a couple of things that I could say this for, right? Like when I see the prospects are cool, used wrong or pot up somewhere. Uh, I know you get that from me. Because I've been sitting there screaming that for, and good for you, please spread the word. I've been screaming that for years. I go back to the last time the, the U.S. was in the championship game. And by the way, we don't know. I guarantee you, trophy's pretty, pretty nice, slick. You don't know what the hell it's called. You know, Dave O'Brien trophy, you know, the Lombardi trophy, we all know the Stanley Cup. You've got no idea what it's called, right? Neither do I. I know it's pretty. I saw a picture of it the other day. It looks great. 
You didn't know it wasn't a medal or a trophy. We didn't do a good enough job selling this. Now, the point is, now that the players are out there, when these guys are out there next week, when everybody's going to be up in it, because, look, NCAA tournament didn't happen yet. We got about a week, right? NBA still late in the year. NHL late in the year, but we haven't got playoffs yet. There's no NFL yet. You're, you didn't have your, your, your fantasy drafts yet, right? Nobody watching the combine, sorry. So at the end of the day, this is it. You're in it. You're locked in. Well, now we got to sell what the hell it is, what it's for, why these guys care. And they do care. They do care. I remember Jose Quintana representing Colombia. I remember Marcus Stroman representing the U.S. and so many others that you talk to and before and afterwards and after these games. And they're telling you, dude, in my heart and my soul, I never felt this since I was a rookie since day one. I never felt this other than being in a championship game. Meanwhile, you got a lot of people saying, well, what the hell? What do you mean? You're sitting there. And by the way, they're playing in the wrong places. That's a whole nother thing. No offense to the the lackluster. I mean, you'd have to have some luster to lack, the zero luster of Arizona. And I loved covering it in spring training after doing like 12 years of Florida. I was so happy. And by the way, my eight years in Georgia, I finally see Florida, not Florida. But after all that, I couldn't wait to do Arizona. It's way better for spring training. Get me out to Mastro's in Scottsdale with a butter cake. I'm a happy dude. All right? It's way better. But that atmosphere, good enough. These things need to be in New York. These things need to be in Chicago. They need to be in St. Louis. Oh, the weather. Really? Do we care about the weather in our O-sport in April? We don't. We got the Rockies playing at home in the first weeks of seasons for no, no reason, right? No offense. We got to put this in places where it's like you got real fans who are diehards. And for that sport, there aren't. They're transient. They're spring training fans in Arizona. Go ahead and at me. I don't care. That's the reality. Sorry. I stood there at the, you know, Chase Field. Right during Brandon Webb's 3 2 2 out in 2007, in what was that, the NLCS against the Rockies? And I'm there covering it. And they got somebody up on the big board telling you to stand. They should have told you to leave. That's from an obnoxious guy from New York who thinks sports are better everywhere Northeast. I own that for sure. Right. But I'm sorry. They should have just got up, told you to leave. So we don't have these in the right places. And we don't have them in the right places on TV often. Because the last time this thing was in a championship game and the U.S. was in it, the championship game, first of all, it was at like 9 o'clock, which is ridiculous for college football, basketball, for the NCAA tournament, for the national championship, for, ridiculous for everything, right? But it's on MLB Network, okay? Now, if you would have put synchronized swimming on the synchronized swimming network, I never would have seen it. If you would have put Michael Phelps on the swimming network, I would have never seen it. Greg Luganis on the diving network, never would have seen it. Do you follow where I'm going? I never would have seen it. You got to put it in front of everybody. You got Fox running episodes that are reruns of Empire at the time when the U.S. was sitting there in that gold medal or the championship game with Hosmer in that group, and we ain't showing it to anyone that isn't already seeing it. If I'm on the MLB Network and I watch it, I love it. I know a lot of the people there. It's great. It's not, I'm not, nothing negative at all about them. Simulcast it. Let them run it and simulcast it somewhere. And by the way, FS1 ain't enough either. And I say that not as a knock. I would have said the same thing when it was on you know, TBS or TNT doing stuff. If you got Fox, if you got like, I got an antenna and I could find your channel, and you got rights there, show me the game there. Because let me tell you something. You're going to have people who don't even watch baseball, think it's slow. They're going to see American flags on the jerseys. They ain't going to move. Wake up. Sorry. But I'm here to tell you before it's too late, before it's Monday morning quarterback, 
that this WBC can be a big deal this time around. We want it. We need it. We're itching for it. Let's go. It's got more juice before it than it's ever had. Don't fall flat with it. Cover it and promote it and market it the way it needs to be. Because otherwise, guess what? Diehards like you and me, we're probably people clicking this or people listening to me for more than eight seconds. Diehards like you and me, Apple, Spotify, podcast, YouTube channel, get in the bio, at Twix, at, at, uh, on Twitter, at Casey Stern, all those places. All of you, diehards like me, we're going to eat it all up. We're in it. What, there's a game on at 3 in the morning live? Show me that game. Give it to me. I'm all over that. I'm all over that. I'm the guy who stays awake, doesn't sleep the night before, when they open up in Japan or wherever before the season begins. Open me up for all of that. But you got to get the other people. you got to get the other people who don't know what a mogul is who watch the moguls. you got to get the other people who don't watch curling and think, wait, what are they doing, sweeping on ice? Who will watch it if their country's in it? That's what you need. And that's what we should be doing. But there is something i got to tell you about the WBC that you may not know because you may not be considering it, that you need to know as we bring Lux and this together. And that is, with guys playing their hardest, and they will give max effort playing for their countries, they will. Managers hope they don't, even though they're not going to say it to you. And I've talked to them, right? Guys who run organizations hope they don't. Even they, You know, they're like, oh, yeah, I hope they enjoy it. It's great and a blessing they can play for their country. But they got fingers and toesies crossed, people. That's their lifeline. That's their, their investment for their team. Okay, I understand that, right? But they're going to give it their max effort. You know what comes with max effort? Injuries. Max injuries. I went half-assed. I probably didn't get injured as much. I probably had a better chance not to. I went full throttle, really. Kind of was feeling it in my hammy, but I got to play this seventh inning because I got this, this jersey on with my country on it. I'm playing for Venezuela, Dominican, Puerto Rico, wherever, right? And notice I didn't mention the U.S. this time purposely, okay? And that's to a credit to them and complimentary to them, not vice versa. But they're out there in the seventh inning. They're going to go and they're going to hit that gap to make the, the diving catch in left field. And all of a sudden, then that thing is 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 grade whatever the bad grade is, because I can't even tell anymore, three, four, two, whatever, and then they're out for two months, and you're sitting there saying, how did this happened to me? I know this is a hockey fan, an Islander fan, the team that Tavares used to play for before his blankie in Toronto, but I remember when he was there and they had the NHL players, right, in the Olympics, which I love also, and he was out for the season. He got hurt there, and he never played the rest of the year, and he, the season was over. That's probably going to happen to somebody with max effort, so keep in mind that. But I'd be marketing the crap out of it. We've been talking the crap out of the, the pitch clock. I'm calling this clock fight. It's, it's a family show. Clock fight. This is something where people are, again, in this world that I like to make fun of, where we have to be black and white about everything. It is the land of Skip Bayless in the industry I work, right? It don't matter how dumb what you're saying is. It doesn't matter... How little you believe what you're saying, as long as you say it and I scream it at you, and then I back it up with 45,000 minutes of airtime, that is all we care about. Because heaven forbid you admit that in life, in relationships, at work, in family, with people, right? Nothing goes without gray area. Everything comes with red flags. Everything comes with, I don't know what I'm willing to do for this if this is what I got to get with it. Everything and anyone in your life, people, remember I said this to you on whatever this is, March 1, 2023, everybody feeling that, living that life, except in this industry where it's like, no, that's good, that's bad. 
because we embrace debate or whatever the hell, right? That's what we do. Well, I got news for you. The pitch clock, not perfect. It's not. Embracing change is difficult. It is. But it's been pretty good. It's early. It's been pretty good. Those numbers, they're coming down enough. I always make the joke about, you know, you can't watch it. Nobody going to the curl up next to the loved one. You're not saying, honey, I can't wait to watch this movie. And they say, what does that say it is on Netflix or wherever? It's a three hours and three minutes. Screw that. I ain't watching that. I don't have time for that. Now, if they said, honey, no, no, you read it wrong. It's two hours, 57 minutes. You ain't watching that movie. You need it to be way, way down. Well, these numbers way down. These numbers are way down. That's great. It's great for the game. Okay, the other part is, is that the downtime is down. I always used to, you know, I equate everything to like a Springsteen show, Welcome to My Life. But like waiting on a sunny day, I can go take a piss, right? That's just the world I live in, in a Springsteen show. Okay? Well, you got a lot of sunny days to wait on in baseball. I can go get to the bathroom. I can wait on that Shake Shack line at City Field. It's a, I'm not missing anything. It doesn't have to be a pitching change. Well, now it kind of has to be in between innings or a pitching change. Good for you, baseball. That's a big improvement. It's not perfect. You're going to have situations like you had with the Red Sox game a couple of year, uh, days ago where you know, that's going to happen. That's not going to happen in April when the season begins. Those kinks have to be worked out. Those things and mistakes and lessons have to be learned now so that these guys get and they're going to be overly aggressively in the box early and careful early because they know that can't happen to them. But it's got to happen now, especially shortened WBC, kind of disjointed. Got to work out those things. Got to hone in and make sure. Now, why a game's ending without umpires, that's a whole other thing. But regardless, you got to make sure that works. But it's worked. Overall, it's been super positive. You know, we, we complain because it changed. But here's the thing I again go back to. The purists who are saying it's ruining the game, this game's not paid with a clock, and it's not played with a clock, or it hasn't been. You're right. It's not. But guess what? Times and people, I feel like, don't stop, uh, don't tell them the babysitter's dead. Times, they are a-changing, okay? Right on top of that, Rose. You come for the baseball, you stay for the pop culture idiocy. At me. But... I lost my train of thought. We talk about things that change, right? Nobody wants change. Nobody wants to see it not the way it used to be. But here's the crazy thing about you old folks, and I'm in my 40s, but I'm talking even north of me. You're like, oh, well, you know, the game never played without a clock. But you go back to the way the pace was in the 60s and the 70s, and it was way more like what we have now. Now, yeah, athletes have changed. The game has allowed it to get out of hand. The game has allowed us for, and look, some of it's great theater, the Nomars and the Joe McEwings and the David Ortiz's. And, you know, I notice I'm not mentioning Pedro Baez, but you, you got your own, right? No matter who it is, pitcher, hitter, that back out of the box. And I got something on that in a second. But regardless of all that, the game kind of has changed. You no, know, it didn't have a clock, but the pace was that way. So it's kind of returning the way it used to be more than it's become. Now, Here's it being gray. I've had a lot of people, and I've been on other shows, I've talked about it online the last week or two. People asking me, I'm asking, we're all asking each other. We're all kind of, you know, if you cover the game, you understanding it as we go, right? What do we do? I have people come up to me and say, well, because you got to just do it in the postseason. You know, you, you got to get rid of it in the postseason. Do it for the regular season, like that runner rule, whatever the case is, it's fine. Let's get this thing picked up. Let's get the game to be hotter to trot and so on and so forth. But when we get to the postseason, I can't have none of that. And I tell you my own opinion, at me at Casey, so let me know. And look, these are opinions because one needs to be made. Why does one need to be made? Here's where there is a problem with the pitch clock. 
late in the game, part of the great part about our game is that we don't have to have, I have to shoot a one-timer now or I whiff. We don't have to have, now is the time where Clay Thompson won't dribble and rhythm right into a jump shot. We have that time where in the middle of this gigantic climactic moment, everybody could step back and take a deep breath. It's like an 80s flick where all of a sudden the narrator talking to you. That is baseball, people. You're all up in that. You're in that extra minute. There's nothing more beautiful than staring at that one shot. Please get that damn box off before the play, mind you. But you're staring into what, what signs are we getting? I never knew. I just want to watch a dude crouch down in another practice swing a bat so much my life as that moment. Give it, give it, give me that moment. I need, I need, I need. That's a what about Bob reference. Well, that moment and all that jazz, right? Everything about that, it kind of gets taken away late in the game where you need it. Kind of gets taken away late in the game where it's okay, where it's palatable, where it is somewhat satisfying to a baseball fan. So one of the things that I'm proposing or throwing out there is what about using the pitch clock the first seven innings or even the first eight and at least saying in the ninth inning, now, you want to have rules, you know, in the ninth inning, let's take an hour. But I'm not about rushing when that's the biggest pitch in the game. I'm okay. You want to step out of that box, look at that third base coach, even though I know I'm not bunting. I'm just kind of nervous and I need that extra moment. And I get that theater built up and I allow the late Vin Scully may rest and others who are the wordsmiths in our game to do what they do that make it different about this game and the way it's different in this game. I'm all for all that. Maybe that's something we think about. These are the things we discuss. You know, I mean, who knew? You get what about Bob reference? I mean, you know, we could build this thing together, stand and stop forever. Nothing's going to stop us now. If you don't know the movie that is, we can't be friends. Friends forever. I'll stop. Unfiltered is always presented by our good friends at Bet Online. We'll see you live or otherwise next time. Get on the revolution before it's too late, people. Let's go. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.